0: Thank you, Sylvia. If you knew me before, I knew him. I was bad. We thank God. All had a a past, and we're not proud of it. And Jesus came and changed lives completely. Thank God for this message. Today... I'm thankful to be here in the house of the Lord. Are you thankful? (laughs) And uh, I uh, thought of uh, preaching this message to encourage us all. So, I hope you will listen. And we hope the message from the Lord will speak to our hearts this morning. Let's open together. To one verse in the Bible. Psalm 68. I'll read two verses. 68 verses 19 and 20. This is a very precious verse that I cherished all the time. Ever since my dad started quoting it to me when I was still at home. 68, verse 19, just to put us in the thought. Blessed be the Lord, who daily bears our burden. Listen to that very, very well. The God who is our salvation, and this is the verse, God is to us a God of deliverances, and to God the Lord belong escapes from death. Isn't that precious? And to God the Lord belong escapes from death. Today's message, I would like to give it the title of The God of the Impossible. Are you with me on that? The God of the Impossible. Let's concentrate for the next half an hour and then we'll get out from here on time. On Mother's Day, and it's not a test Who remembers what I spoke about? Just, it's not a test. Don't try to remember. Remember it in your... uh, The message was on Moses. Okay? Now you remember. And the acts of faith his mother did by placing him in a basket and putting him in the Nile River and trusted God with his life. I don't think there is a more precious and more faithful act of love and desperation on behalf of a mother like this mother. And we left off when uh, Miriam ran out to her mother, if you remember, with great news. And it says, the sister said to Pharaoh's daughter when they found the basket, That Moses was in. Shall I go and call a nurse for you. From the Hebrew women. That she may nurse the child for you. And Pharaoh's daughter said to her. Go ahead. So the girl went. And called the child's mother. Moses' mother was reunited. With her baby. God used. Her courageous act of saving and hiding. Her baby. In the Nile to begin his plan of rescue and rescuing not a family, not two families, two million people. The whole nation. God, my first point for you, God can make possible the impossible. God can make possible the impossible. Impossible. God doesn't need much from us to accomplish His plan for our life. 360 degrees. She left him there in the Nile with all its animals and beasts and gave him up not to death, but to the Lord. And she said, i leave him there. And whatever happens, I am going to trust my God. What are the odds of her boy coming back to her? What are the percentages? But the Lord turned it around 360 degrees and hears her daughter coming in. Mom, mom, I have Moses. Do not cry. God has done a miracle. And we have been entrusted. And you are the mother to feed him and raise him to be the man that is going to save a whole nation. How possible was it? Think about it. How possible? But if we have a God and if God is your God, if the Lord is your Savior... He is the one who does the impossible for you and for me. When he devises a rescue plan, he performs miracles with impossible actions that no human mind can imagine, and the results are always successful. There is no plan he devises for your life That will be a losing plan. You cannot say it's the defunct situation. When you um, give to the Lord all your plans, and you know that these plans may succeed or may not succeed, sometimes you say, it's impossible, but I am going to give it to God. You know what happens? If you give it wholeheartedly, the Lord will turn it around, will give you success. He'll do the impossible to accommodate you. Two millions were rescued. Focusing on our human condition now, sometimes may paralyze us. Do you agree with that? Sometimes we are going into a situation And we've gone, and there are many in this attendance today, many members of this church have been going through a lot of problems, a lot of trouble, uh, business-wise especially. Especially if you are in the real estate business, which is suffering nationwide nowadays, and we have been suffering with you, dear brothers and sisters. When these conditions, and we look at them, they paralyze us because the situation may appear humanly impossible but concentrating on god and his power will help us to see the way out right now you may be you might not be able to see through let's focus this morning on god And let's trust our Lord. That is all he needs, our trust, to begin work on his side. He can make possible the impossible. Also, a reminder this morning, Randy's message on July 29th. Do you remember what was it? Don't worry, I will remind you. July 29th, his message was about The young boy who gave all he had. Do you remember that? He gave all he had. How five loaves and two fish fed over 5,000 people. Late in the afternoon, it says his disciples came to him and said, Tell the people to go away to nearby villages and farms and buy themselves some food, for there is nothing to eat here in this desolate spot. Do you remember? And, it's, and it is getting late, but Jesus said, You feed them. Are you kidding? 5,000 people, do you want us to feed them? With what? They asked. And this is what the Bible says. With what do you want us to feed them? It would take a fortune to buy food for all these people. And there was in the crowd that young boy. And he heard. And he was close by. He said, Mr. Peter, Mr. Peter, I have here five loaves and two fishes. Would they do? Peter said, You're kidding me, son. But guess who heard? Jesus heard. Even if you whisper in your heart your need, Jesus hears you. We have a great God. He says, bring them over here. Bring them over here. Young man, do you have anything else? He said, I gave it all I had. That's all you have from me. My mom gave me this for lunch. And I give it to Jesus. And then... When there was nothing else to do, there were no shops open, and if they had any shops open in those days, they had no supermarkets. A shop, it's a little corner that might have five other loaves and no fishes. The fishes are in the sea, and nothing else was available. Okay, when everything was dried up around them, they couldn't do anything. Then Jesus began to work. When it is a dead end. Let me tell you, when it is a dead end, Jesus starts working for you. Don't you worry. If you're reaching a dead end, God can open a highway when it's a dead end. When the children of Israel, here they were happy. Two million people, they left Egypt. And they left in night, so beautiful, with great victory. And then they reached a dead end. Here's the Dead Sea, what are we going to do? And Jesus, thank God, came. Moses, what are you waiting for? He said, it's a dead end. I can't do anything anymore. He says, where is that little rod that you have? He said, God, here's the rod. Where's the rod? It's not dynamite. It's not tractors. It's not any uh, earth movers. It's a little rod and a twisted one. He says, lift it up. Toward the sea. And I'll open the sea. And make the sea dry land for you to cross over. Was it dead end? Did they die? And they were crossing over on dry land in the middle of the sea. And God gave. And guess what? How many they lost? How many drowned? On the other hand, you know who drowned? The enemy of the children of God. God can do the impossible. Did you Did they ever imagine that's going to happen? This is when God comes from heaven and interferes and gives you more than you have opted for. Relax. Men and women, if you are going through a crisis in your life, God knows about it. And give it to him. Give him all you have. He knows the extent of this crisis. And his miraculous work can solve your problem. Because he is the God of impossibilities. Are you going through a crisis? Did you say it's, I've given up? Don't give up. That's the message for you today. Don't give up. A miracle is about to happen in your life. Because God is in control. And you're not. Give it to him. And he is the God of impossibilities. The widow of Sidon. If you remember. Elijah went to her. And God asked him to go there. And she is going to feed you and support you. A woman to support me. I am, you know. And that was in the culture very, very uh humiliating. And but he had to go. Because God told him to go. He went there, there was a drought. There were no rain for three years on the land there. And he saw the woman, she was picking up few dried sticks so she can have a fire and bake. Two like pita breads like this, one for her, one for her son. She had nothing else, a little bit of oil and some uh, flour. And she said to him, so my son and I, we may eat it and die. That's the end. Is this the end? You're dealing with the God of impossible. He says, go borrow all kinds of utensils. But make me first. What you have, make me first. A piece. And give me to eat first. And you go borrow all kinds of utensils from your neighbors. And start. And the oil will never dry up. And the flour will come until the rain comes on this land. And guess what happened?" she lived. She did not die. And she lived to feed herself and probably her neighbors and to support the man of God. Is God a wonderful God? Is he a miraculous God? Can he come at the last moment and salvage the situation? Remember how many experiences you've been through and God came to the rescue? Remember how many times you said, it's impossible. I can't do it. It's not going to happen. And God opens a window or opens a door. And possibilities come along and life changes. Are you a child of God? Trust God this morning. He is able to support you and lead you and be with you. He is the God of miracles. And miracles are what? Impossible acts performed only by the Almighty God. No one else. Another point I want to bring, impossibilities limit people, but not God. Limit people, but not God. In the chapter of Mark about the loaves and the fishes, there, in that chapter altogether from the very beginning, many people have examined Our Lord, because he was at the beginning of his ministry. The neighbors, the family, the disciples, and many others. Yet none of these appreciated him at that moment, at that time in his life. The disciples were still pondering, okay? Still confused, still unbelieving. They did not realize that Jesus can provide for them and give them. More than they what they have asked for. They were, and please notice, they were preoccupied with the immensity of that task. This is the point. With the immensity of the task that they could not see what was possible with God. Go get them food. That was That's big. If you told us to climb this hill, we can do it. But this is a big mountain. This is Mount Ararat. This is Mount Himalayas. This is, we cannot even do, we cannot even think. They met together and they started discussing the 12 of them. And Can you imagine uh, the Iscariot, what he said? We have no money. We have, we cannot do that. There is nothing. There are no resources. There are no human resources that can fulfill and feed 5,000 plus people. Why? They looked at the immensity of the task. They looked at the problem. They had a problem. And said, go solve it. He was testing them. They couldn't. They debated. They discussed. And then we saw, we, they came up with the final answer. We are unable to provide food for them. What do we do? Send them away, they shouted. We cannot handle this. Some might have said this requires a miracle. Huh. We are not capable to do miracles. This is beyond our means. This is so big. This is a high mountain we cannot climb. This is something, a task, so immense we can do. I read a story. I don't know who wrote it. Okay. From an anonymous. I want to read it to you. uh, About someone wrote about when he went through something like this. And he said, Lord, I have never moved a mountain, and I guess I never will. All the faith that I could muster would not move. A small ant hill. Yet I will tell you, Lord, I am grateful for the joy of knowing you, and for all the mountain moving down through life, You have done for me. He goes on. When I needed some help, you lifted me from the depths of great despair. Have you been there? And when burdens, pain, and sorrow have been more than I can bear, you have always been my courage to restore life's troubled sea, and to move these little mountains that have looked so big to me. Many times when I have had problems, and when bills I have to pay, huh, and the worries and the heartaches just kept mounting every day. Isn't that some of your experiences today? Lord, I do not know how you did it. I cannot explain the where's or why's All I know is that I have seen the mountains turn to blessings in disguise. Thank God for those mountains. No, 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 he says. I have never moved a mountain. For my faith is far too small. Yet I thank you, Lord of heaven. You have always heard my call. And as long as there are mountains... In my life, I will have no fear, for the mountain-moving Jesus is my strength and always near. Is he near you? I gave it all. Take all your burdens. Take all the impossibilities. Put them at the feet of Jesus, and he will turn your night into day. You know, I like happy endings. And Jesus Christ never had a bad ending for any person who came to him. I can prove it from the Bible. There was never a need that did not satisfy. There was never an impossibility. Like this woman who was bleeding for 12 years. And the doctors took her money. The physicians took everything. She had nothing left. And till she came and touched Jesus' clothes, and she got healed completely. It was an impossible thing, but God makes it possible. What is so big in our eyes is so small in his eyes. What is a big task, an immense task in the eyes of the disciples he says, hey, give me those five loaves. And out of the five loaves, he fed More than 5,000 people. And how many baskets were left? 12 baskets. And I can imagine, Peter came and says, Come here, son. Randy did not mention that, but Randy mentioned something better. Okay? When the young boy went home, his mother says, Did you eat your lunch? And I think, Peter says, Come here, and we want to give you something. And he says, hey, how about 10 fishes and 20 loaves? Of bread? Can you carry those? And he came back home. Imagine with me. That might not be true, but I'd like to imagine, right? He came back home and said, where did you get these? I've been with Jesus. And guess what? When you've been with Jesus, you will never be in need. But God will multiply because he is in the multiplication business. He does not subtract. He does not take away. But he adds and adds and keeps adding to your life and to your possessions as long as you are his child. Is there anything impossible for God? The third thing I would like to mention to you this morning. Impossibilities. Are simply God's opportunities to work. He is waiting for an opportunity like this. When he asked them to provide. When he asked the disciple to provide for the 5,000 people. This is what I mean. They were in a They said that will take us eight months of hard work to buy only bread. Dead end? Can't do anything. How do you react? Let me ask you a question. How do you react if you are given such an impossible task? How many times said, I'm done. I'm doomed. It's the end of the road. I can't do it. How many times said, I can't do it. I can't do it. You know what Paul said? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Outside of Christ, you cannot do it. Look me in the eye and look at me. Outside Christ, you will fail. But with Jesus Christ, there are no failures. Outside Christ, you have many impossibilities. But with Christ, He takes the impossibilities. And makes them possible for you and your family and your life. The children of Israel in the old times. They spoke and Psalms bring it over. They said when they complained about God not satisfying them. The way they thought they needed to be satisfied. They said... They spoke against God, saying, "Can God prepare a table in the wilderness?" And you know, in my Bible, this is if you want it in in Psalm 78:19. Uh, you put uh, later on uh, an underline that they said, "Can God, you know, take it and reverse that?" God can. Instead of asking, answer it. Can God? Let me tell you this, this morning. God can. And He will. And He will continue to give support to your life as long as you seek Him and live for Him. This is God's opportunity. Give Him your difficulty. Don't look at God. This is their problem. They looked at the immensity of the task before them. And they didn't look at Jesus who is there. He says, well, give, give me that task. He he gave them a little test. And they failed. And we do fail. We're no better than they. But rest assured. May God remind us today. That we have a great God. Who is walking along our life's way. He is with us. When I was still a young man in my teens at home. One day my dad who does not know English, okay? Okay, he was a blind man who does not know English, but he met one of his missionary friends from the United States and he taught him a verse. And can you imagine someone does not know English, he's starting to sing a verse in English? And in a broken English, it's still in my mind I did not Learn it anywhere else except I ta- got it from him and later on with my two sisters. We laughed at him so much when he was singing it. You could he, It was hilarious. But this is the verse that he learned. Got any bridges you think are uncrossable? Got any mountains you cannot tunnel through? God specializes in things called impossible. He can do things others cannot do in his broken english we can understand it and his, in his voice singing it that was hilarious but guess what the meaning is there and i never forgot it god can do things others cannot do what is your problem this morning I don't want to leave you without mentioning that last thought. I wrote it here, so I will not forget it. In Christ, God has made possible the impossible. In Christ alone. Who opened the eyes of the blinds? May I ask you a question? People could not do it. Right? Think about that. This is simple. Who raised people from their grave? Who divided the Red Sea? The God of the Old Testament fed millions for 40 years on manna from heaven. Who created this universe? Someone was telling me. He said, "Edel, hey, can you look with me? This beautiful blue sky. This is an umbrella. We don't know where it ends. We don't know where it begins. That it has no posts to stand on. You know what? What the sky is? This whole sky is standing on his word. Do you believe his word? On his word." The Bible says who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and marked off the heavens by the span and calculated the dust of the earth by the measure and weighed the mountains in a balance and the hills in a pair of scales. When you look at God and his greatness, everything dwarfs. Before his eyes. In Christ. Everything is possible. And if you have. Tried says, If you have tried to. Be a good person. Outside Christ. You are not going to make it. If you try to get saved. Outside Christ. You cannot make it. Only in Christ. The impossible is possible. It's an impossible. To live a Christian life. Outside Christ. It's an impossible. To be. Pleasing in God's eyesight outside Christ. And if you want this message to be applied to your life, you've got to become a Christian. And God make it possible for you to accept Him as your own personal Savior. Maybe you have tried before and it didn't work. Be courageous, said, Lord, it didn't work. But I know you can take my impossibilities and change them to be possibilities through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. God can change you. That's possible. That's possible. The rich young man left Jesus' presence and he did not say it. He rejected him. And the disciples asked him, who can do it? Can anyone get saved? He says, only through Christ it is possible. <laughs> is there anything impossible for Christ? The answer is no. The answer is No. And he will hear you if you come to him and ask, Lord Jesus, I want you to do this miracle in my life. I have tried many times. But you, yourself, can change me, can change my heart. And that will become possible for him to do You know, someone said, I... I tried, but he's, you know, he doesn't attend to small things. I am a small little creature there. God is a creator of the universe. He is busy doing great things. And one little believer answered this person and said, The sun with all those planets revolving around it and dependent upon it can still ripen a bunch of grapes as if it had nothing else in the universe to do. He will leave everything to attend to your need. He will leave everything, he says, Let them come to me. Let him come. It's time to trust him. It's time to say, Lord, it's an impossibility for me to live a Christian life, but with you, with you at the helm, I take you as my Saviour. You are the one, I trust. All the impossibilities of your life will become possibilities. And guess what? More. He promised more. And he will bless you forevermore. Seek ye first, what? The kingdom of God. And all these little things, little things, like these grapes, little things, the Son will take time to make them right for you. All will be what added to you. Come to him. Give him your life. And Christians are going through a lot of problems. Remember, God is still alive. God is still alive. God is still there. And he does the impossible things for you and for me. Would you trust him this morning? Let's bow our heads for a prayer. He is the God of impossibilities. Christians, he loves the test. Put him to the test. Trust him. He'll never fail you. And if there are any today who are not yet saved, who probably have said, well, I tried it before. It didn't work. You tried it on your own. Why don't you try Christ? Why don't you come humbly and ask Jesus to come into your heart and let him know that I am incapable of saving my, myself, saving my life, saving my family. Please, Lord, take charge and do that thing that is impossible for me. And he will make it happen. Would you like to come to him today? Pray in your heart this prayer, Lord Jesus, I have failed. I have come to you change my life. Save me. And he will. Say these prayers while there. And come and talk to me afterwards. Say, Adol, truly I did give my life to Jesus Christ so I can pray for you. So I rejoice with you and be happy that your life is taking a new dimension. Our Father, we thank you this morning, rather this afternoon, for being with us, for speaking to us. May this message be encouraging to the hearts of many. And may those who do not know you as their personal Savior, the miraculous God, will take you as their Savior this afternoon. Dismiss us, we pray. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen.